You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Coming to you from beautiful East Tennessee and broadcasting from the BRV studios, this is The Big Red Van with Wade, Hayden, and Malcolm. As usual, we start the show with Have You Heard, our segment where we bring up random news and crazy events and a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard about how they make certain medicines with chicken eggs? Or what about that street drug, Flocka, and what it does to you? What about Walmart's new game changer to its return process? All of this and a whole lot more. Welcome to episode 24 of the Big Red Van. We've got to shoot. shoot, I know, right? Getting into them, getting into them. So um, it's a two-man van tonight. We've got Malcolm out on another assignment. Uh, the busy man. He's that, busy. He's a busy man. So um, always moving on to the next thing, and it's got something big coming up. So we're going to let him be his busy self. But something that we're going to start tonight's episode with is something that we've actually been promising to do or asking and then receiving some of those requests and promising to read five-star reviews on the air of anyone that felt gracious enough to to leave any to be honest with you at this point we'll read all reviews on the air <laughs> if it's a yeah five even star. if you think we suck like that's okay absolutely we'll read it for you absolutely i mean I, I don't have any issues with that all right so up to now we are lucky enough to have two five-star reviews for the podcast and i'm gonna give a shout out to this one uh, was from Man About a Horse. He says, I, <laughs> Who is that? I, I know, I, I wish I knew. I really enjoy listening to you guys go from one topic to another, covering non-fake news. Fake news. Very informative. Keep it up, guys. That's awesome. Thanks, man. It's fake news. And then this one comes from Jernzen, uh, affectionately known as Jernzen. Uh, gonna be an internet sensation one day. He uh, tweets at us a lot. Yeah, one of my absolute favorite podcasts. These three guys dish on topics such as science, space, technology, sports, and business. Best part is no politics. So the two reviews that we've had kind of, you know, reference the fact that we stay away from the politics and stuff. So well, I guess that's good. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, we appreciate that, guys. And, and again, we wanted to keep stay true to something that we've said that we would do. And uh, it's it's something we've kind of passed over in the last episode. We meant to get to it, kind of forgot. So again, we want to make sure to give the shout outs. We wouldn't we would do this if nobody listened, but it wouldn't be as fun if nobody listened. So first and foremost, we want to start episode twenty four out by thanking all of the listeners for joining us, giving us some time of their week. All right, you ready to get into this, dude? Let's do it. Everybody, have you heard? Scientists in Japan have found a way to mass produce a valuable type of medicine with chicken eggs. Chicken eggs? Yeah. So, I guess this, uh, after reading into this, that's not really a, uh uncommon way to make medicine. Not an uncommon way to make from chicken eggs? Yeah, like, uh, I guess certain vaccines are made this way as well. But anyway, uh, like out of the embryo or... Uh, so, uh... Researchers at the National Institute of Advanced Industrial Science and Technology, hell of a name, yeah, it is. in Kansai, uh, like I said, this is in Japan, um, they're the ones credited with uh, this discovery, um, but the way it's going to work is if the scientists are able to safely produce this interferon beta, which is a type of protein they use to treat 
like MS, hepatitis, a bunch of different cancers, um, but interferon beta proteins. Okay. Um, but the price of that drug is about nine hundred dollars for just a little, a few micrograms. Okay, makes it's very expensive. Par for the course. So they came up with this process where they introduce genes that produce that interferon beta into chicken sperm cells, developing chicken sperm cells, I should say. Okay. Inside the male chicken, I guess. They're like shooting him up or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but then they use the developed sperm that those form into to fertilize some chicken eggs. And then those developed eggs inherit that interferon beta protein gene. Um, and then it can just be collected from the eggs. That's the easiest way to do it? That's the, sounds like a pretty complicated way of getting... Uh, so, if this can work... So, of course, this is still in trial stage. Um, they currently have three hens that contain the drug, and they're laying eggs almost daily. Um, but if they can produce the amounts that they hope to and do it safely and pass all of their... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like FDA, okay, you know, regulations, regulations, but this is Japan, so it's not the FDA. No. Um, but they're hoping that they could drive. Dude, they have chickens the size of bulldogs (laughs) in Japan. Have you seen those videos? I'm not kidding. (laughs) Yeah. They have these things that look like they lift weights. I'm not even joking. Look at these. They look like damn, uh, foghorn leghorn. (laughs) Well, I say, I say, I say it, I say it. I'm a Rhode Island red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Japan don't have them regulations. So, uh, no, actually, they they're actually more regulated than we are when it comes to medicine. Shit. But but their goal in this is to Not chicken testing. to drop the price of interferon beta globally, like for everyone, by like ninety percent. And this is because the chickens can mass produce it? Well yeah, you know how quick a chicken can lay eggs. Yeah, you get but it. I guess I'm trying to figure out the why go through the trouble of putting it in a chicken. If you have it to put it in something, then you already have it. So what's the chicken do for you? No, I think the chicken just mass produces it quickly. Yeah, I think that's and more... cheaply because yeah. it's a natural body function. So maybe and then they re extract it from the other chickens, correct? So they, I like where you're thinking. I don't know the they, specifics. But basically what you explained was they inject a chicken with this thing so that that chicken can impregnate another chicken with this thing mm-hmm. so that that chicken can give birth to chickens, lay eggs to eggs with this thing right. so that they can ex- re-extract this thing from those eggs. Correct. So again, they already had it to start with. Uh, so it's uh, not like the chicken's they're creating like gen- it. They're like gene splicing to make these chickens have that gene. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, it does. But um, I don't know. I mean. For what purpose, though? I guess is what I, where my brain's going. To, I mean, like, they're basically going at an idea of how can we make this drug cheaper, and they're trying to find a way. That's very smart. Um, Use chickens. But consumers are probably going to have to wait a while um, because Japan has very strict regulations, like I said, concerning the introduction of new or foreign pharmaceutical products. Uh, their screening process takes several years to complete on pretty much any drug they introduce into their market. So hmm. it's going to be a little ways down the road. Yeah, it's kind of like ours. It takes a while for drugs. They go, they're in the trial phase for yeah. 10, 20 years, but that doesn't mean they can't be used. So Everybody, Everybody have you heard? 
about the McDonald's manager in the Bronx that was busted selling $11,000 worth of cocaine through the drive-thru. Woo! Yes. Can I get some fries with that? Through the drive-thru. So this guy worked there for eight years at the same McDonald's. And then when he was finally busted over a course of a few buys, it was eleven grand is what it totaled. So, so how, long, how much crack has gone out that drive-thru window? How long you think that's been a trap McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> like a trap arches. You know, I actually saw this article and I and but I didn't put it down after you told me that you might have wrote it down. <laughs> I just I gave you a brief. There's something with McDonald's yeah, and drugs. So I left that one out. Like, yeah. But I read through it and briefly and <laughs> So Frank Dude, Frank yeah. Guerrero was caught after a three month sting operation known to the police as Operation Off the Menu. <laughs> I lo- I loved that. Off the menu. Yeah. The, I, it would have been better if it was Operation I'm loving it. Like but this one's like instead of the Bob Marley special, it's like the uh um, can I get a red ball, please? Like, <laughs> or Mick Crack Fay. Mick Crack <laughs> That would be good. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Um, so op operation off the menu. One of the officers was quoted as saying the conduct was so blatant it would be comical if he weren't committing a serious crime. Like, like just it, how lax he was with it, how upfront it was. Like he was literally putting crack baggies in drive-through orders and just putting a cheeseburger over the top of it <laughs> or putting it in a fry container and then putting fries on top of it. Oh my God. And then just giving it to people in their bag through the window. He sold over $11,000 worth of Coke over eight separate sales, alternating between cheeseburgers and French fries as the cover. But in my opinion, the best way that he had to hide him, Hayden, was he put $6,250 worth of Coke in a restroom soap dispenser and then handed it to somebody through the drive-thru window. Oh, like he was hiding it in there? Yes. Oh, like man. Like he needed a container to put it in. So he got the soap dispenser, put it in that, and then gave him through the window. The yeah. soap dispenser. Dude, this guy's resourceful. I mean, he's about as resourceful as they get. So uh, five more sales on record. Put it in a Big Mac box. I know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. He probably used a lot of quarter pounder with cheese box. Royale with cheese. Uh, five more sales on record to undercover agents occurring in the parking lot. So, I mean, the guy's toast. Agents were with were waiting on him last Wednesday when he arrived at work in the morning. <laughs> Cuffed him, took him to jail. So hey, you know all that crack? That was us. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, have you heard? So I just wanted to bring this up because it's freaking hilarious, and we love to talk about Amazon. Uh-oh. So in South Park, in one of their ep- their new episodes this season, uh, the writers Matt Stone and Trey Parker they decided to see what would happen if they integrated. Alexa into their television program. Uh, what do you mean? So it was in the episode after, like, kind of like you know the tone of the episode. They're proclaiming that smart devices are stupid, and South Park's character Eric Cartman he gets a smartphone and an Amazon Echo speaker, and he's like, they're like playing around with it in their living room, and they're like saying a bunch of stuff like, Alexa, add. Uh, tampons to my shopping list and then they laugh whenever alexa says adding tampons to shopping list right and they just think it's hilarious um typical south park stuff yeah so like they do a bunch of that stuff in the episode um he's like given a bunch of funny commands uh and what was happening though and this was intentional was that it was affecting people's alexas at home 
So all these things that they were saying in the South Park episode were making real Alexas and Google uh, Google Home devices and stuff like that, like switch on. Do these commands. Do these commands that Cartman's saying. Um, so like Cartman, like one of the funny, like, and there's like on Twitter, people have videos of all these things. Like, like look at my Alexa going off when Cartman says this and stuff. So like, there's just endless amounts of stuff you can see, uh, that people's things were doing. But of course, our Cartman, he says like set an alarm for 7am and, and like everybody's alarms all put an alarm for 7am. Um, it, but in true Cartman fashion though, the directives soon turn into very inappropriate requests. Uh, yeah, like Cartman tells Alexa to add uh, scrotum bags uh, to their shopping lists <laughs> list, and so of course everybody's Alexas all said adding scrotum bags to the shopping. List. Oh, that's great! <laughs> that is perfect. Like, like I just can't even. Dude, can you imagine the guys planning the episode out when they when they? I wonder who ever <laughs> come up with the idea was probably praised. Oh, God. That is genius. They probably, what, do they cut the music and the surrounding noise down when they say Alexa? Yeah, they just, like, make sure Cartman's very clear and in the foreground there's not music or anything, and it's just so perfectly. Every time he says Alexa, whatever, everyone at home's, like, goes off. That is genius. And he did this awesome thing where he had a Google Play, I'm sorry, a Google home device and a... um, and an Alexa and an Echo, and like he has like fifty of them in his room, and he starts telling one to repeat a command to the other, like saying, "Like uh, Alexa, repeat command, blah blah blah, Google Home device, like repeat command, uh, whatever." Like, and he starts going through all the different voice commanded devices to all repeat stuff to would cycle the next one to go. So, like, the Alexis gives a command that makes the Google Home device a command that then makes, like, the what other, other thing that he had there make a command that looped back to the Alexa. And so they were just sitting there constantly speaking to each other in a big loop. So if anybody at home had one, it was going to just keep getting it. It was freaking I genius. bet after a while, people were just leaving it on just to see what else they were doing with oh, it. Oh, I know, right? That's, and that's exactly what Twitter hap- oh, happened on Twitter, is just people just seeing it coming or back playing it and playing it with their Alexa and seeing what would happen. But yeah, freaking hilarious. That's great, dude. Those guys, I swear. No wonder they've been able to do it for so long with stuff like that. Everybody have you heard? So I'll go the Amazon route if you went the Amazon route. Um, But Walmart, more specifically, trying to stay a step ahead of Amazon. So I don't... Remember how recent? I know it was recent, but I don't know the name of the episode where I talked about Amazon and Kohl's and them being able partnering and yeah, 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 having returns, the, being able to return your Amazon stuff at Kohl's stores. So here comes Walmart. Check this idea out, dude. This is this is nuts. Remember when I said that the person or the company that uh, dominates or owns the returns side of the online shopping industry that's the next big thing in retail Mm -hmm. god walmart did something better check this out dude Uh check this out makes me feel like nostroitis like you need to be a ceo of something by (laughs) mid-november walmart will go live with mobile express returns a, a program designed to ease the process of returning items to stores specifically those items purchased online 
by streaming it into a two-step process taking no more than 30 seconds to complete. 30-second returns. Okay? Currently, around 30% of all purchases made online are returned, compared to 9% of in-store purchases. Okay. Okay? We've talked at length about the frustration customers feel during the process of the return, both the inconvenience and the time you have to wait for the refund. Okay. We've talked about that many times. Takes days. Walmart's system goes like this. You open the app prior to entering the store, go to the express returns lane, scan a QR code which prompts that a refund be sent to your paying account. End of story. Drop off the item. Done. Dang. Okay. They've been running this system for their pharmacy and money service customers with great success and feedback from the users. So now these lanes will be able to also be able to handle returns starting in November. Now check this out. In December, they're going to launch this crazy idea. It's going to be known as Keep It Returns. On particular items that the store cannot reuse or resell in any way. No. Such as cosmetics, shampoo, cleaning supplies, etc. You will simply process the return but not have to bring the item back with you at all. I have no idea. No idea. How they will keep people from abusing this policy. Maybe you can't buy the same product? The CEO made a statement about how they have software built into it that will prevent abuse. Yeah, like if you do, every time you buy a bottle of shampoo, you return it. Like you can only return one bottle of shampoo your entire life or something. Or every six months or something. Like Like they won't allow you to return them or I don't know, probably something like that. But does it even matter in the grand scheme? That's still nuts. Amazon's selling Amazon. Walmart's now starting to sell Walmart just as much as they're selling the products inside Walmart. It's crazy, man. None of Walmart's competitors have come even close to such a trusting return policy. That is crazy. So, and I'm sure it will get high marks from like these consumer watch groups. I'm positive it will. But <clears throat> it's becoming more and more widely accepted that time is becoming a valuable currency in the retail world. Time. Someone's time is just as valuable as saving $5 on an item. It's crazy. But customers are flocking in droves to companies that are forward-thinking about trying to save them time just as much as trying to save them money, i.e. Amazon, get rid of the lines, RFID chips on stuff. All you have to do is walk in, walk out. Walmart's doing the same thing, taking that idea and going to the next level with it. The conquering of the returns industry, I'll restate that. I think that was like episode seven. It was a while back. It's like, what, 17 weeks ago, minimum 24 weeks ago, because we took a couple weeks off. Yeah. Six months ago, we started talking about whoever conquers it. That's the next big thing. So, anyway, your move, Amazon. Everybody, have you heard? All right, so you know what Flocka is, right? Like Waka Flocka? <laughs> Waka Flocka Flame? Not him. Oh. No. No, the drug Flocka. No. You heard about this? No. Oh, God. It's like a street drug? Oh, yeah. No. Like a like bath salts. Kind of, <laughs> oh, no, you know. dude. I'm sorry. I'm 35. I'm boring. Uh, well, I'm definitely not saying it like I have seen this drug before, but so Does it's... it get you lit? <laughs> 
it gets you like crazy. Okay. Uh, so in Brazil, there was they have a big problem of it, um, and there was a I was reading this article about it, and they tagged a couple videos to watch, and I watched these two videos, and it was mind blowing. Okay. So the first one I watched, um, it was a woman who was like laying in the back of a pickup truck and she was just, her arms are just flailing, twitching, her head's just like jerking all over the place. Like, let me put it this way. She looked exactly like the girl from The Exorcist. Just like having a seizure? Just like, (laughs) I mean like just like a fucking zombie. Hmm. Like, zombie. Like, so literally. It, how do you take this drug? You smoke it? You I'm, ingest I'm it? I'm sure it's like a meth or something like that. Like, I don't know. Hmm. But I'm telling you, this girl would look, her, her eyes look dead. Like, she literally looked like a, what a zombie looks like in a zombie movie. She looked insane. Okay? She's just crazy. Okay? Then this other video that they had tagged on this, this dude is straight up looks like a zombie walking down the street like head cocked to the side arms slacked down low and he just like hobbling along and then he sees this bus and the video is being taken from someone on the bus and he's like and like literally comes at the bus and starts like beating his arms all over the glass looking like literally something out of a zombie movie like no joke something out of a zombie movie he's like beating his face on the glass breaking his nose blood's going all over his mouth and face whoa dude yeah and then he like backs up and he's like like acting like a fuck a zombie literally that's what he looks like and then Flocka he co- is the name of this yeah and then he he comes flying at the bus like head first and smashes his face into the side of the window and he's like wrecked his face at this point but he still just doesn't care just going at it like i'm telling you it looked he like the other girl looked like exorcist girl that's what she looked like this dude looked like somebody out of that movie 28 days later Uh you ever seen that uh zombie movie where they're fast zombies yep that was this guy it was horrifying like i could never even imagine being the people on that bus like it literally looked like a horror movie Jeez, somebody uh, shoot him. I know. Shoot that's him. literally what you would have probably had to do, like, against this person. Like, just sitting there beating his face in. Like, literally, like, head first, lunged at the bus, just smashes his face right into the thing. And just, his whole face is red with blood, because that's all, you know, it's just, like, uh, pouring out of his damn face. Man, stuff like that, seeing it on a movie is one thing. But seeing it on real video is something else. Like, you, I would be like, oh, I, I would probably start screaming that. Somebody shoot him. Yeah. Somebody pull a gun out and shoot him now. Like before it, he gets in there and hurts one of us. Like but I guess the stuff's like on the same line. <laughs> shoot him. As, as like bath salts and stuff like the dude that like ate the dude's face. I thought that's what you were going to say when you said that he was had his walking down the street with his head cocked to the side and he saw a person over there and he just jumped on him and Oh god. Start eating their skin. I hope that's not going to be a thing that happens. But dude, you, like, did you ever see that video of that dude? The zombie dude? Yeah. That is what they called him? Or yeah. Whatever. The yeah. guy that... Yeah. The, the video from Up High where you can... Oh, that was crazy. Mm-mm. Everybody, have you heard? All right. Have you heard the chance of a lifetime that Puerto Rico is going to get to reshape their electrical future? Were they going to... Since it all got torn down, they're going to start off with new stuff? So, it, the, what they're going through is terrible. Man, over... As recently as last weekend... Not over ninety percent of the island is still without power. 
That's it's crazy. crazy. So I say the chance of a lifetime for their future. Obviously, what they're going through now, it's going to take them a while to get through it. But they're an island well, nation. Yeah, like, they I, always see storms. They're going to have to spend a ton of money on Puerto Rico to do something. Now, is it rebuild the old infrastructure or build new infrastructure? So let's get into it. So a couple of weeks ago, Hurricane Maria absolutely devastated it, right? The, their infrastructure especially their outdated power grids, their electrical systems, were their electrical systems that they were relying on for their daily electricity. As recent as this past weekend, like I said, 90% of the island still totally without power. The grid system being used in Puerto Rico is extremely outdated, and an outright repair of it would be many months to sort out. Oh, yeah. Many, many months, right? If they were just to repair it the way that it is. So long-term effects from this problem not being fixed are very extreme for the island as a whole. For instance, immediate public health concerns regarding disease outbreak or what have you, um, mainly economic loss created by the natives fleeing the island to head towards mainland U.S. in search of work. That's going to be one of the main things long-term that's going to happen if they don't get this electricity problem fixed soon. Mm -hmm. I'm talking... For businesses, for workers, for the economy. Obviously, people need electricity to live, but I'm talking more as Puerto Rico's economy is what this kind of talk is all about. Yeah, The devastation that they're going through is one totally separate topic. What I'm talking about is something that has to do with their electrical power grid. So, um, all this darkness, right? People possibly fleeing to go to the United States, but shining in all this darkness each night is the house of one woman, a woman named Alina Science. So she happens to have solar panels on her roof. While all other Puerto Ricans are searching for diesel fuel or gasoline, all she needs is the sun to shine, right? And there's plenty of it. On the island, plenty. Yeah. Plenty <laughs> of sunshine out there. So remember a short time ago the explanation I gave about Elon Musk's power pack, the lithium-ion battery thing that he partnered in Australia. Here we remember? go. Remember? They had the wind storm, so mm-hmm. he, he hooked his to uh, wind farms, right? And then the the power pack hooked up to the wind turbine, and then the turbine took that electricity to the power grid. The power grid yep. powered the city, correct? So, um, yeah, that's right. Elon Musk. Of course he is. Chance of a lifetime. Tony Stark. Renewable energy <laughs> in another ravaged nation, correct? So, Puerto Rico, by comparison. That's a- the kind of industry and technology that billionaires should be getting into. Correct. I mean, come on. Yep. So, I mean, by comparison, they're a poor island area, constantly struggling to provide basics to their citizens. So one thing Musk wants to help ensure is that the hurricane relief money is being used in ways that can benefit for many years to come, instead of simply, like you have already said, instead of simply spending that money to rebuild antiquated systems based on non-renewable sources of energy, Mm -hmm. which is the biggest part of that. So... 47% of all Puerto Rican power needs were met by burning oil last year, compared to only 0.3% of the United States as a whole. So the United States uses a lot of oil for our energy, but 47% of the Puerto Rican energy economy comes from oil. Only 2% comes from renewable energy in Puerto Rico. So due to the reliance on oil, surging petroleum prices globally, the PR power, or Puerto Rico power grid was already, like, as recently as July, I think it was, in the midst of bankruptcy filing. So their power grid was already going to need something, and then this hurricane comes along and levels it. So there's already a need for something new. 
So the home of that woman is powered the exact in the exact same way that the houses in Australia were, to where the source of energy, either solar, solar or wind, was hooked to a battery, which was attached to the power grid once it was charged up. So Puerto Rico gets pounded annually by hurricanes, and any decision made going forward has got to take that into account. The hurricane preparedness, cost savings into the future with hurricanes to come. So with an average annual income of less than 20000 per year, Puerto Ricans need to give this serious thought because for this running their entire country because the realistic nature of them being able to afford solar-powered roofs on their homes is not there yet. The cost of that as a whole is not going to be very efficient. So they need to think about this as a city being able to run their city that way. So that way the city's grid doesn't go down and they don't have to rely on their individual home Mm -hmm. to be powered that way. Yep. So it's going to be a very interesting thing. Uh, Where's Elon going next? Everybody, have you heard? A uh, woman in New Jersey is getting charged with murder. After she beat her boyfriend to death with a pair of frying pans at her local supermarket. Take that! <laughs> so this is a quick... At the supermarket? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You didn't catch that last couple words for a few seconds there. Whoa! Uh, so in Canby... Beat him to death at the supermarket. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. In Camden County on Monday, this past Monday, she was arrested. Sorry, that's what I was trying to say. Okay. She was arrested this Monday. Um, the incident actually occurred September 2nd in Woodline. My uh, God, are you still talking? <laughs> and that's when we got to use that button. First time. So apparently Mrs. Cole was upset with her boyfriend over something. So he fled the house and she chased him from their home down the street to the local supermarket. As she chased him... She was Nah, you won't get me in the supermarket. Yeah. You won't get me in the Dollar General. She was attempting to swing some kitchen, two kitchen frying pans at him. She came after his ass with two frying pans. Two frying pans. When you first said this, I'm picturing that they get into an argument in the store. They're in the homewares section. She picks up two frying pans I that wish. were up for sale and she beat his ass there. When but no, I, she chased him down the street with frying pans. Yeah, I, when I read the headline... Into the front doors of the store. Yes, I really hoped it was ones that she picked up off the shelf, but it wasn't. When God. I read the headline, that's where my brain went straight to. And I was like, oh, please, yes. Please. Please. Yeah. Wasn't. She brought the frying pans from home. That's great. I just picture her chasing him into the front door of the store. Oh, I know, right? Imagine yourself at the register at checkout, self-checkout, and you see that. Um, but once he got inside the store, she finally catched up to him and wanged him pretty good and then proceeds to beat him to death with these frying pans. Actually, it doesn't kill him, she, but okay. So what was his offense again? What did he do? Unknown. <laughs> After the incident, um, he was rushed to the hospital and put into emergency surgery on his head. Um, he was in critical condition and remained in the hospital where he never recovered. Um, He actually was in the hospital for three weeks. Good God. Before dying. That's how bad this lady beat So she just kept hitting him in the head with a frying pan. Yeah. You don't get that, well, unless you take a very direct hit to the temple, but you don't get that kind of damage to your brain with just one hit over the head with a frying pan. She was mad. Damn right. (laughs) Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Good God. Everybody, Everybody, have you heard... 
that dumbass criminals need LinkedIn too. What? Yeah, but sometimes they're not smart enough to put that shit online and they carry it around with them. Check this out. Okay. In Springfield, Massachusetts, Li- Lily Bodenlos. Bodenlos? Bodenlos? We'll go Bodenlos. I like it, Bodenlos. Bodenlos was a friend. <laughs> Lily Bodenlos and a friend tied up and pepper sprayed an elderly woman while breaking into her home. They got away with about eight grand in cash, a bunch of prescription pill bottles, which is probably what they came there for, and a key to the elderly woman's safe deposit box. So safe deposit boxes usually take more than just a key to get in, like a signature that matches or a fingerprint or... Can we see your ID, ma'am? A picture. (laughs) A lot of those things. So not very bright, Miss Lily Bodenlos. Uh, Among taking this stuff, Lily also happened to leave something very important behind. So no... Not a turd, not like our last <laughs> criminal that left something. She left an entire folder carrying her work history, phone number, email address, and resume in the bathroom on the first floor of the house. Some so people. again, probably had to go in there and take a dump. After she tied the woman up, she got comfortable. She seemed smart, smart enough to not let it mellow, you know, and fl- she probably flushed it. But it's probably easier for police to find you from info off your resume than it is from their DNA <laughs> from a poop. Everybody, have you heard? Okay, I'm going to get real. This is crazy, okay? This is the craziest HYH I've ever read, okay? Okay. So the FBI raided a morgue employee's home. Oh, no. To discover that he had thousands. This could go so many different ways. From this point on, this could go so many different ways. Thousands of penises collected collected from dead bodies over the years. So, the Federal Bureau of Investigations... What? Yeah. You heard what I just said. Yes. I was paying attention to every word this time. The FBI suspected 54-year-old Dave Murray. Oh my god. An employee of the Harris County Morgue, which is in Texas, of being implicated in an organ trafficking network. A penis trafficking network? I mean, I don't know if they knew that the penises were involved. I think the penises were extra. Oh, those were like his trophy. Yeah. Uh Tell you what, I'll ship you all the livers and pancreases and arms you need. The dicks are mine. Yeah. I'm that's what was going down. Oh my god. When they raided his home, he had shelves everywhere filled with hundreds of glass jars, each with their own little penis in some formaldehyde. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god is so right. <laughs> this is like the craziest thing you have ever read on these airwaves. Can you believe this? Though? No. Thousands. Okay. Like, oh, this show, like, the research we do for this show has made me really lose faith in humanity for all of the stories <laughs> that we find. So, the second that they arrest him in his home, he just confesses all of it. Like, caught but, me! Yeah. I'm done. You got me. Like, take me. I was ready to go to jail said, anyway. He's been collecting the penises. Tired of looking at all these penises. He's been collecting them. Uh, from people like basically like right before either they dress them up for the final funeral or before they're cremated, he just takes them. And that one right there belonged to the CEO of a very big company. That one right there belonged to my grandpa. And he's been doing it for 10 years. Oh That's why God. he has 3,000 of them. So basically everybody in town's 
I mean, I know that's a terrible th- thought to think, but basically everybody in that town, he's that was a dude. He's got it's in the shelf in there. Yeah, for the past like ten years. Holy crap! That right there. Like, is that not so messed up? That right there. Like my brain is going crazy right now. I don't even. I don't even. Trying to think of snarky things to say. Trying to think of crazy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Literally every man that has died in that area. Yeah. His penis is at this guy's house in the cellar. Pretty much. Oh, my. Pretty much. Oh, my God. Everybody, have you heard? Fragile means it's French, <laughs> How do right? we segue into this? <laughs> Fragile. <laughs> so it must be French. So, um... In Rock Hill, South Carolina, a woman excitedly waited for her mailman to drop off the new yoga mat she ordered to start her new hobby. Super excited about taking up yoga. Orders a new mat. Now, real quick, how much does a yoga mat weigh? I don't know. Ten ounces. Yeah. It's very light. Yeah. You order one in the mail. They're you're ex- foam, generally. You're expecting a tube, you know, yeah. shaped something. Small, right? So... She got the feeling something wasn't right when the mailman handed her a large, heavy box. <laughs> Obviously not even close yeah. to the shape or weight of a yoga mat. So her head almost exploded when she opened the box to find almost $400,000 worth of oxycodone pills inside. All right! $400,000 worth of illegal oxycodone pills so evidence shows thousands just scattered loose in the box and it was shipped by priority mail which means the local post office so they were that cheap that they went with the post office just basic posts just tossing pills in a box god four grand four hundred grand okay so police tested a lot of them and found that a large majority of them were counterfeit pills with fit fentanyl is that what it's called i i don't I probably. dude that's like a thing like I, i've read into this a bunch like those kinds of pills are like i mean i don't i would never i'm not i'm not that guy that would ever take pain medicine like that right but i mean but the people that do are dying very easily and quickly because of that there's just a counterfeit white press pill right but they put a drop of fentanyl i think is what it's called i think you're right on it i think that's what it is and it's kind of you never know if it's got too much or too little and somebody will take two or three because they think their tolerance is Mm -hmm. that and then they basically get hit like a 10 times dose of heroin is basically right what fentanyl and that's how a lot of these overdoses are coming yeah i mean the opioid epidemic you can call it that alone and then you throw this into the top of it that fentanyl problem so Anyway, it's a problem. But like I said, that's just part of the story is the fact that they were counterfeit pills coming from other countries. The shippers apparently expected one of two things. So this was the part that kind of tweaked my interest a lot more than just a woman expecting a yoga mat and getting drugs. So they were expecting either the woman not being home at the type of at the time of the delivery or the package to be delivered to her old address and it got forwarded to this new address oh like the people that are old address were ordering these so (laughs) no no like i didn't i couldn't really put two and two together till i got to the end of it either like a tactic by these types of drug smugglers is to use addresses of vacant houses homes where people are routinely gone to work at certain times um or etc to have things delivered and dropped off where no signature is necessary upon receipt of the package 
and someone is watching the address for the delivery and as soon as the delivery person drives away, they go up, get the package, claim their drugs. And there you go. That's what they were expecting. So it was either they didn't expect this woman to be home or they meant it to go to a different address and it got forwarded to this She's address. She's lucky drug dealers didn't kick her door in and come get that box. That was kind of something the people that were looking for it probably wouldn't be very nice upon getting it. So, right. you know, like she called the police immediately and she was like, look, this here – it's not mine anymore. So if the drug dealers are mad, at least they can't come at me because I don't have it. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the way that some people just FedEx this stuff across the country, man, it's just crazy. They will FedEx or priority mail this shit. Anything. Like I, I've heard in the past, like bookies and gamblers sending and receiving cash via FedEx, or like opening up one of those FedEx envelopes and it being filled with cash. Like I've heard of that. Oh before, yeah. But the occasional story that people got away with shipping something that they could get arrested for, you know, is like that. That's I've heard of that, but smugglers, they use FedEx in the post office as their drug runners. It's nuts. I mean, you know, more than we think and probably would be comfortable with. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, man. With the post office struggling to stay up with the times and keep their customers. It's really no wonder to me that they don't have stricter policies with shipping unknown items. Like, it, of course, we'll ship whatever you give us to ship. We need the business. But I would be willing to bet right now that there are drugs sitting either in a truck to be delivered or in the mailroom at a post office downtown in almost every city across America. Yeah. Just waiting to be delivered, discovered, whatever. I would be willing to bet that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like... Uh, a friend of mine, like this was years ago, that worked at FedEx, like was telling me a story one day where that happened. Like, you know, of course, working in a factory, there's going to be boxes that fall off the line, bust open, that sort of stuff happens, right? right? Literally, that happened, and a box busted open, and it was just like a square brick of cash. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> These guys, man. I Like, again, I've heard of the gamblers and stuff, but... I imagine it makes sense with drugs, but that's risky. You yeah. Can, that's a paper trail. You can I don't trace. remember how much money you said it was, but it was a brick of cash. But they also ship them from non-really existent addresses from vacant houses and things like that. So if it's traced back, it's traced back to a house that no one lives there. Yep. So. Everybody, have you heard? All right. I have one more. It's more. It's really a sad story. Um, you got to end it on a sad one. Sorry, but it's because it's local news to us, but... So the U.S. Navy uh, officials had, and they haven't released the names of these people, but an instructor and a student pilot uh, crashed a plane here in East Tennessee. Um, it was they're a, from here? No, they weren't from here. It was a T-45 Gosh Hawk training jet. Uh, they were doing low-level training Sunday uh, over Teleco Plains. Uh, about forty five oh, wow. about forty five miles southwest of Knoxville. That's not far from my house. No. Um but Lieutenant Liz Feaster said um she was interviewed over the who's the uh um Navy sp- uh lieutenant that they made the public announcement. Um the two names are being held for another twenty four hours, so we still don't know yet, you know, after this podcast post we'll know. But right. um but the uh, Monroe, Monroe County Emergency Management Director, David Chambers, estimated that the crash, um, majority of it left debris in the Cherokee National Forest uh, over a stretch of about a half mile. Um, 
and then they had like investigators keeping everyone at least three miles away from the crash because they did in this training maneuver they had explosives um, on this plane. Um, it was a plane from the uh, uh, Naval Air Station Meridian in Mississippi, um, and it was part of one of five Naval Air training wings. Um, they still don't know the cause of the crash though, but that happened right here in our backyard. Huh? Low level exercise and in that area i mean it's kind of hilly it's getting close to the the border and where the mountains start because that's on my drive to the casino when i take the back route through small towns and through the mountains and through cherokee national forest it literally goes right through teleco plains Mm -hmm. and then it goes on through cherokee um and teleco is literally right it's in the plains it's in the feet of cherokee you know once you get past it you go into the forest yep um that's crazy, man. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. That's literally 15 miles from my house. Yeah. That's Fighter crazy. jet yeah. crash. That's nuts. It happened when on Monday? Afternoon, night? Uh, earlier in the morning, earlier I thought, morning. is what it was. Wow. Yeah. So, man, I wonder if it had something to do with visibility or things like that, or if it was just a mechanical failure. We'll find out, but that's kind of sad to hear. Yeah. So, that's I, I'm done with my list. You. That was all I got. That's all you got? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was another good one. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 24 for HYH. Uh, Malcolm will be back from assignment on the next episode, which will be our episode 25. So that'll be awesome. What's the 25th anniversary called? Is it silver? Is that 25? Yeah, I think that's it. Is it silver? Our silver episode. Maybe our silver episode. So maybe we'll go silver hair. Uh, No, getting closer to Halloween. Maybe we'll look at something like that. Oh, yeah. Who are you going to be for Halloween, Wade? I don't know, man. My my, I don't even know what Macy's gonna be. At least I don't know that she's decided 100. percent Cole's gonna be a hot cop. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, man. Did you hear about that hot cop thing that was yeah, going on in Knoxville? Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. That's funny. So he's gonna be one he's of those hot cops. Hot cop. Yeah. And you? Uh, we're going as the Shrek princess, yes. Princess Fiona and Donkey Trio. Harding's gonna be Donkey. Donkey. Yeah. Yes. And my ass is is painting my face green. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Got the whole outfit put together. You already have it. Oh yeah, his donkey is awesome though. I bet uh, Deanne's Fiona is going to be on point. Oh, she got the red wig, the dress, the green dress. You know, she's not painting herself green though because we're doing quote unquote Shrek one, so she doesn't have to do her face green. Oh okay. (laughs) Gotta be specific. "Mm, Okay, so you're going to be. I see how it is. Yeah, I'm green. You're green. Yeah, I got to be green, but she. She's not green. If I'm green, you're green. That's great. All right, so let's get our promise out there again, guys. Uh, if you don't mind, we appreciate you listening, but take a second leave us a review. We'll give you a shout-out on the air. Uh, we'll bring you on for a pick segment if we get the opportunity, uh, something we're going to do the rest of the year. That was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us for Episode 24. We hope you all have a good week, and we're going to catch you on the next one. <laughs>